Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the best podcast in the world, The Calling a Man's Answer Show, live every Tuesday and Friday. If you haven't already, go subscribe on your favorite streaming platform to stay up to date with the show. This is episode 43 with David Lee. He's an avid religious person, a young dad, and a video creator. He's also one of my oldest friends. We really dive deeper into his psyche and everything like that. I'm not a psychologist, but it was a great episode. If you guys like this episode, share it to three of your friends and check it out. Ever found anything like this before because it is weird because it's like not really it's like a long conversation but it's also like really like it's an art form you have to be able to know how what to say when to say it why to say it and things like that it's weird because like you get better at it i've done like 50 episodes probably and what like what i realized is that like it's really hard to like know exactly what to say and when to say it. yeah i'm sure you'd be stumbling over words sometimes I mean, yeah, well, especially with people I don't know. That's yeah. the craziest. Um, I ju- I'm posting a podcast um, tomorrow, so when this is out, it will be out, with this guy. Um, his name is Mike Sanchez. He's a professional boxer. But he, dude, for like the first 30 minutes, it's like an hour and 20-minute long podcast. Mm-hmm. But for like first 20, 30 minutes, I was like just asking him just like hella boxing questions because I really didn't know what else to say. Like, yeah. I was like kind of fumbled, you know? It was like one – like usually I've done some with like other people and they've been like really cool and everything. But like that one was the one that was like iffy for me, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm sure. But I remember, dude, this is like the perfect thing for you to be doing because we used to be getting to just talks all talks, the time, dude. especially the, like the faded conversations, bro. Just go on for hours. Yeah, dude. I, that's what I try to get into with people. Like it's like, so when I started this, like I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was just sitting right over there in that little corner. Yeah, what made you start? That's, huh? a, that's a great question. What made you start? Like, what came over you? Like, I think I'm gonna do a podcast. It depends on, like, what you mean by start. I accidentally did a podcast. Like, I was literally sitting right over there, mm. um, where that camera is, and I was um, making music. I used to make music in that corner uh, when I got that mic. Yeah. Um, the one that's not working today. Um, broke, broke. But. I um put these on. But I um Make sure. I was sitting over there and and uh whoa, what is, is it going bugging? On? No, it's just not work. I just can't hear anything. Ooh, I know what's going on. Sorry about this. It? Huh? Do you unplug it? No. Um Huh, that's weird. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it's still recording. Um sorry about that. Um but no, I was sitting over there and I my mic was messing up. It was really loud and I figured I out later it was it was like uh it was like un it was kinda like untangled and stuff. It was like it was like untwisted where the batteries and stuff go. And so I just started talking into it and I was rambling before work <laughs> one day and I called to what the fuck we're calling. And then I uh later that day I posted it to SoundCloud and I was like listen to me ramble and then I started doing it and I did like three episodes on three or four episodes on SoundCloud mm-hmm. and the fourth episode I set up this thing with Podbean which is the host of this yeah um before I was on everything else and I um recorded and I was doing them and I called him with the vocal con and then no, episode 5 I called Jake, I believe, and then for three or four episodes, I was calling people and just talking to them on the phone yeah. while recording, and I then I started doing them on Podbean. Did uh, you call Trace for his? Because I remember... 
Trace this was through Podbean. Yeah. So Trace was just no video, just like us talking over the phone, basically. Yeah. But through, that was the first like, one I watched. Yeah. Um, and so, but now, and then I got to episode 20, and we started doing it through Zoom. Um, and it was cool because it was like, I really got to feel the other person. Like, there's something different when you're like talking over the phone or you're um, over Podbean when there's a, like, you can see the other person. And this is even different for me, too, because yeah, I haven't done person. one in person yet. So it's... It's honestly, it's cool that it just keeps kind of doing its own thing, and I just keep kind of just rolling with it. Yeah, yeah it's. I, I know Joe Rogan talks about that. He's like, I never knew this was gonna be what it was, and he's obviously the hugest yeah. person. Um, but like, I get it, bro, because it has like it's like its own little thing. Like it just kind kind of keeps going. Like nobody really like some people like don't want to come on my show when I hit them up. And they're too big or something. Most people are always just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm about it. So you know, I get it. That's kind of how I, everything started and stuff. Yeah, that's hard though, cause like I said, this is just a perfect thing for you to do. You could ramble on for hours, bro. Real talk. So when you, when did you start streaming? You've always been good at Call of Duty. When um, did you start like wanting to do it as like a streaming thing? Well, to be honest, um, just being into it as I was and having, gr- like, grown that love for COD through content creators. Content creation has always been some like I really wanted to do, but I was never in like a. A place where I would get like gifts that would put me in a position to be able to do that at a certain age, and I didn't get my first job until I found out I was gonna be a dad. So, you know, there's there's that. That was like the biggest thing I wanted to avoid. Like I always had a million excuses as to why I didn't want to work. I just wanted to play football, go to school, you know, have fun. And then, you know, when your world changes like that, you get a new perspective on life. So, then I started. Um, once I realized like I was getting money, like I'm in a position position to where like i have support and it's not i'm not you know i'm not paying rent like i'm not gonna front on anything i my dad tries to help me as best as he can in order for me to save and still be able to do things that i want me and his mom aren't together so like moving out on my own isn't really necessarily like a priority obviously it's something i want to do but it's not a main priority and i figure why not instead of just being miserable and doing nothing but going to work and be a dad because you know that can get tedious you got to find a hobby you got to find something that you love to do and I don't want to work a slave my whole life because, you know, I'm not going to college. I do want to go back eventually. That is that is a plan. I at mm-hmm. least want to get an associate's more than anything. Not, I don't know if I want to master, like, not that, but it's a goal eventually. So just something to keep yeah. me occupied and it's something I love to do. It's something I'm definitely good at. But like I said, I still need um, – because we were talking about it before we started this, like, just quality-wise. Like, I can show you – I can edit. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can edit some pretty funny things. It's just I don't I look at it and the rendering quality and just how it's not up to where I want it. It's not something I want to do. So I'm waiting till I get a PC mm-hmm. and then I'm really gonna jump into it. But you know, that's this is all just talk. Yeah. So until it happens. Yeah. But it is definitely what I want to do. You sure. know, I will say this. Uh you gotta just do it. Like regardless of the quality, because this is what I'll say. I know. Um when I started this, like even right now, like you can look at that quality. I'm using yeah. my phone um and then this is i mean this is better than i've ever done but and like i have nice mics now and stuff when that one starts working it'll be beautiful at the end of the day it is just excuses yeah but no nah, there's no buts it's just excuses you just gotta do it because like i looked back at so i was feeling down on myself because my audio like i'm just through zoom i, I edit the shit out of my stuff like i really try but i was like this is not like it's just not where you want it to be. Yeah. And honestly, that's actually a really good place to be because it's always – you. The, the fact that you know there's room for growth, mm-hmm. there's always going to be nothing but growth. And I, I think no matter what your your setup is at, you're going to want more. You're going to mm-hmm. want it to be better because that's just – you want to get better at your craft. But yeah, I looked back on um, 
like Joe Rogan's episode like 30, dude, and it yeah. was like not the greatest audio video or anything. And granted, that was like 11 years ago, but um, it made me feel good. Like he was mm-hmm. already a established person, and and you know. There's a really there's a big thing about resentment. Like not that I have resentment, but like it's easy for people to become resentful when they don't have other things that they wish they had. You know, covetousness, yeah. envy. That's what the Bible talks. So, about. but like I'm always down for like helping other people. Like my friend Bobby, who I had on the podcast not too long ago, he started a podcast on Instagram called Bobby for Real. He's uh, the executive producer of a YouTube channel called The Funk Bros, and he hit me up today. Asking me how I get how to get his podcast on Spotify and everything, so I was helping him out, and that was like, hard. and it was cool. It was because it was like, because like, he told me on my podcast, he's like, "You're really good at this. I hope it, I know. I I only see big things for both of us, and so like, you know, and he's just started posting on YouTube and everything, and he's getting like a hundred to two hundred views, and it's really easy for me, someone like me, to be like, "Oh fuck that guy. Why would I help him?" But in my mind, it's like, dude. I Shut know you, and you're like leveling up, dude, and like you've done so much for yourself, and you're like he he does. It's still recording because it says back to meeting. Um, three seconds. Give me three seconds. Yeah, just make sure it is. I wish I had a young Jamie. <laughs> Why did you do that? that I don't know. It was probably like an update or something. That la- Like I said, that laptop has a line through the bottom. It doesn't, it's not oh, like perfect. I, ju- I just noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's fine. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's really easy to be resentful of someone like that. But like in my mind, you know. The more the merrier, dude. Like, podcasting is cool because, like, it's not – it's, like, new now. Like, it's, like, yeah. this weird metaphysical thing right now, you know? Yeah. I got I got on, I got into listening to podcasts through Gary Vee, and it's the same thing, like, how you were talking about with Joe Rogan, bro. You look at his original – he did a wine library TV. That's yeah. what it was. It was, like, a podcast on YouTube of him, like, taste testing wine, and that's how he, like, just got into it, and his wow. podcast is huge now. Like, Dude, huge. Yeah, Chris always – Chris is like my marketer, I guess I would mm. say. Like he's gonna like he's gonna help me with that and stuff. And he always sends me like the clips that like Gary Vee does because yeah. his things because he like catches your eye. Bro, with it's, the, it's he's with smart. The stuff. Social media marketing. That's yeah, what dude. he's a guru in, bro. And just mm-hmm. pay attention to his content and just it's amazing. The cool thing is about like I started using Facebook again and like I joined like a couple podcasting creator things and like people who like I see like uh, how to like they have YouTube videos and stuff like I they like hit me up and like hey like let's collab sometime and stuff like that yeah and it was just like dude it was like it's like crazy because like people are like yeah your show's doing really well um like I hit so a couple weeks ago I hit I was in the top 100 for a philosophy podcast yeah the I highest I was I is I'm not like I don't know what I'm at like right 100 something right now because like obviously the boom was the beginning boom but I was at like the highest I was I think it was 65 and so that was it's that was a good feeling a it was a really rush. good feeling yeah um so I just want to like my goal for the end of 2021 was to be on um the explore page like I want people to like find my podcast like without trying boom keep working at it and it's gonna happen for sure it's anything like this when you don't know when you don't have connections like i don't and i didn't even mean to do this that's part of the process though you gonna yeah. build them yeah it, but it's it's really easy to like get down on yourself and like because like the downloads go up and because downloads is how you see like the success of podcasts i guess you don't see really the streams you see the downloads yeah. and so it's kind of you know if yeah, i'm known i'm known um so it's like but you, they go up, they go down, and it really depends on the episode. Like this one with Mitch has a lot, like mm-hmm. and for like 
like, like not that I mean no reason, but like I've had like people with thirty k on, ten k yeah. on, and like he's just a guy I know. Like I'm like, and it has like a lot of downloads, and then some of them have like, like nothing, little yeah, to nothing. Yeah, when, when one goes big and then another one just flops, it's like yeah, and like the most of them, the rest of them are just like mainly steady, and it's like. It's really easy to be like, dude, like I spend so much time working at this and like get like grinding and no one's helping me, you know? Um, like, do I really want to do this, you know? I'm sure. But yeah. yeah. Go. No, go ahead. I was just going to say at the end of the day, um, I love doing it though. It's fun. To, uh, it's, it's really fun, especially now that I'm going to start doing it in person and stuff. Um, and when, shout out to everyone that's listening right now, when I'm back in Oregon, I'm going to start a new special called... Um, or a new, uh, it's like a part of the podcast, but it's gonna be called "There's Spiders in the Shed" because it's gonna be in my shed. Oh, we have this huge shed. In oh yeah, you were telling me about it. Yeah, and like behind us is gonna be because I turned 21 in March, obviously. Um, there's gonna be like a bar. That's hard. And then like uh, a dartboard that I have, and uh-huh. it's gonna be like us sitting on the couch, like just talking and stuff. So, I think that will that's gonna grow. I also kind of want to do like we might get this hot tub, and if we do, I want to do like kind of like a rendition of "Cold as Balls." We call it "Hot as Hell," and yeah, like, us hard. just sitting in the hot tub. That's a great idea. It's it's um, so yeah, I have, I have some ideas of what I want to do. It's just bro, like, the rush that you get when you get into a creative mindset like that, and you're just thinking of a million ideas at once. You're like, and then but like for me personally, that's when I get down on myself is when my mind starts branching out and I feel myself getting really creative and then I just fall back into like a lazy habit. That's my biggest thing is procrastination and just getting up and doing it. That's that's where I get down on myself because I just give up on it or I just don't have the energy to do it. But at the same time, can't beat myself up over it. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. You have to. There's no other way. Yeah, good like, um, Full sun. You can't not do something if you want to do it. It's so much fun to do things that you like yeah. accidentally like to do that's what gary talks about all the time mm-hmm. it's like just something like if, if it's something you really like to do and what like how we were mm-hmm. talking about with numbers how it can be a letdown you can't even look at that stuff it's like no. don't even um i saw i was listening to one podcast and he was like if you have the creator dashboard app and you're a smaller creator mm-hmm. like for like the youtube dashboard or whatever he's like delete it he's like you don't need to look at your numbers you don't need to do that just post it just don't even look yeah. at it just post it Put your phone down. Go do. Go handle whatever else you need to do throughout the day, and just let it be there. Yeah, that's that is one thing that I learned. Instagram was always like something I used, like like normal people use. Like mm-hmm. you just post a picture, you get like two hundred and fifty likes, whatever the fuck. Yeah, whatever. Um, and now I don't know if you've seen my Instagram. It's only podcast stuff, really. Yeah, well, that's uh, dope though. And so, like, some of my videos get like five likes though. Like, but like, but it's what you want to do yeah. though. It's like forget it. But that's another thing that I've noticed is like. People will like a picture of me playing football or a picture of me in Trinity and have 250 likes, 30 comments. And then when it's something when you someone, like and it's something you want to do. Invest. Yeah, bro. Like the one meme that you see on Twitter, it's like the support and then the congratulations yeah. and everyone's congratulating you once you're there. But it's only one person in the stands. for the People are already doing that now to me. Like now that they see like, oh, Top 100 Philosophy Podcast or like they see the numbers growing and everything yeah. and like me getting these big time guests and stuff, people will congratulate me. But I was like, dude. Like now I'm like if you're supporting me now it's still the beginning so I like for I'm sure like, I'm yeah. like yeah like I'm cool with that but it's like some people that like it's when people hit me up I'm not gonna name any names but people hit me up and they'll be like um, hey I love what you're doing let me on the podcast and it's like yeah <laughs> so like 
you couldn't have said one more sentence. Dude. Yeah, like you couldn't real. have been like, "Hey, I love what you're doing. I'm trying love to, to catch come up on. with you or something." I, like, yeah. Well, even if it's just like, "I would love to come on sometime. I know you're busy. If you like, um, but like, there's you know. no humility about it. They're just no. like, demand. Let me on. Let me on, dude. I would love. Uh, I would love to. Or whatever. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. I would have had you on. Like, I'd say cloud's definitely a drug for our generation. Yeah. And that's that's my biggest thing too. Is honestly like, um, when it comes to me, when I want to start creating yeah. content, I really don't want. Like, cloud isn't what I want at all. It's just mm-hmm. I want to do something that I genuinely enjoy for a living so I don't have to work a slave. I want to be my own boss at the mm-hmm. end of the day. It's really not for attention. That's that's the hardest thing about what I want to do is it's like a lot of – you see a lot of the creators. That's all that they care about is they're just doing everything left and right for more. Like, it's just business. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's just not me. That's another reason why I get really discouraged sometimes because I'm not sure if that's, like, what I want for myself. Yeah. And I know if I work at it and I know I am talented at it, I mean, I can't speak for the future, but I just don't want it to be like that. I don't want to get caught up in stuff like that. I've never wanted fame. I've yeah. always wanted money. Um, so, I mean, two kind of go hand in hand. I just want stability you know, and yeah. happiness and joy, like true joy. But, like, even with this, like, I don't, I don't want to be Joe Rogan. I, yeah, no. But I would, I would like to have, like, a cool little people who, like, listen to me every time. Just a community that yeah. actually genuinely supports you yeah. enough to the point where you can do what you want to do. Exactly. And not slave yourself out. I also have, like, still want to be a lawyer and stuff like this. But this is, like, something I like to do as a hobby. So I want to keep doing it like Big that. Big facts. Um, but also, the cool thing about podcasting that is what it's helped me with is that maybe I don't want to be a lawyer. And may, not that I'm going to go into podcasting or anything. But, like, I like using my voice a lot. Yeah. And doing – and maybe – and I started thinking about maybe I might do want to do, like, sports broadcasting or something like that. Where I I'm can like, definitely see something. So I was thinking about doing um, – little digression. I was thinking about doing the streams, being the voice of the streams of the basketball games at my school. I could even see you as, like, a voice actor or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but – but that's like you know, so like I mean, lawyer obviously used your voice, so I mean that's kind yeah. of down the line. But you know, it's just like, do I want to slay myself for seven years at school just to do something? That's a lot of work. Yeah. And if I re- if you if I have a passion for it, like at the end of the day, if I really want to do it, and I'm like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. There's not gonna be any. Th- you're not gonna hate yourself for it. You're gonna no. be learning your trade. You know. And basically. even if you get your degree in it, and it's something you decide not to pursue, it's like, hey, I did it. True, and you can do anything with a uh, yeah. with a law degree, like literally anything. Ben Shapiro has a law degree. Yeah, um, I, I know that. He's a radio. I know he's smart. I know he's smart and politically sound. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people where I'm like, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> one of my there's only three, there's three people that I want to have on the podcast one day. Um, one is obviously Joe Rogan. If I could ever get him on, dude, it'd be my, one of my biggest dreams. Uh, Jordan Peterson. I would love to talk to Jordan I don't, Peterson. I'm not familiar with who that is. Jordan Peterson is um, – so he got famous. I found him through Joe Rogan's podcast, and then I started watching his YouTube videos. And, dude, I, I love his YouTube videos. I love his stuff. He's basically, like, teaching young men how to be real men and stuff like that. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And he's, like – but he's also, like – so he got big off of um, protesting the Canadian bill because he's a Canadian professor of um, like you have to use someone's preferred pronouns mm-hmm. and like oh. yeah and so he, he like protested against that or for that no he protested that he he got big for saying like you can't limit like my freedom of speech like yeah and so that's how he got big but that's not at all what I'm talking about he's like super um, into if you want to look him up right now you can yeah. Um, He's like super influential and everything like that. And I love his YouTube clips. And I really just got into it because he's super smart. He's a clinical psychologist. He's just one of the smartest people that I've ever listened to. So I'd love to have him on. And then the last one, mm, who would I like to have on the podcast? 
Lil What's Wayne. Again? Lil Wayne. Jordan B. Peterson. Lil Wayne's probably the last one. If I could talk to Lil Wayne on my podcast. Oh, man. So Joel Rogan, Jordan Peterson, and Lil Wayne, all different categories. But if you're, if you're listening to this right now, which you probably are not, but if you ever hear this in the future, go ahead and come on the Colin Man's Answer Show. Live Tuesday and Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> hard, hard. But um, what's it called? I want to get into a little bit about what we talked about the last time that we mm-hmm. met, the one that ended up not getting posted. Um, we talked about religion, obviously, and mm-hmm. the multiverse. Oh, shit. We yes. did do that. Um, just like the, ex- the exponential universe that we have and just how large mm-hmm. it really is, what it revolves around. Just the meanings of, of life. Let's get into let's okay. get into that. Meaning of life, man. Um, we can talk about the meaning of life first, actually. I'm with that. I think the meaning of life, I think the reason we're here, you could go a whole different route for that. But definitely one of the meanings in life, I'm sure you can talk, talk about this and we've touched on this, definitely to have children. I think that's like for the species and everything. It's that's like, and like, like we said, we talked about this earlier. You were like, what is it like to see your mm. son's face and like see him like that? It's you, but also this other person. Um, so I think that's like, not that that's the meaning of life, but that's a huge meaning of life. If you can endure having kids. Yeah. I, I can agree to an extent. Cause if you go to Genesis chapter one in the Bible, that's what it talks about. He talks about um, making Adam and Eve and telling them to go be fruitful and have children. If you look at it from God's perspective as a whole, he wanted children to love. And obviously, um, so it's like, it's like the same thing. Um, and I do believe that that's probably one of the biggest meanings of life is just to love and be, uh, sound, soundly fruitful, like not evil, just a loving person. That's literally the one law that Jesus made himself was just love. And then second, I think the meaning of life is, dude, I don't, I don't know. There's, you can take this a lot of routes in my head. So I'm a very philosophical thinker, but I also am very, I would call myself very religious. And so. I do believe we're on a path. Mm-hmm. I believe that path can change versus like for through your decisions are based Most on definitely. other people's de- decisions. Like I don't think there was a plan for any mass shooting to happen. I think that was yeah. someone else taking. I think that's crazy. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed off that. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I was just talking about that with Trace today. Uh, something sim- very similar. Um, I feel like um, what what always seems unintentional to us is always intentional for God. And um, obviously, because I believe He's outside of space and time. First of all, and that's supported by quantum physics and um, time relativity and space, because I do believe there's uh, heaven and then uh, the waters above the earth and then heaven above that. And uh, he's, I believe he's outside of that. And space and quantum physics supports that through time relativity. Like if you a um, day on Mars, is probably like a thousand years back here, mm-hmm. like if you're in that area. Um, so in regards to that, it's like he knew what was going to happen before, during and after. And he knows that the end outcome, but um, some poor decisions made by people who choose to do evil happen and sometimes affect innocent people. So like, obviously our decisions do have an effect, but he knew what was going to happen. He can use breakdowns as a breakthrough. That's what that's, I feel like that's what God can do. He can use the bad things that happen from the horrible choices of other people being worked or influenced by the enemy. He can turn it into something very positive. Yeah. My mom always said that like, you weren't meant to die in a mass shooting or your brother no. wasn't, but that changes your path now that someone you did love died in some other way. And so now God puts you on a fork and you can choose 
the route of evil or the route of like love. Yeah. And he always like God always tries to get you back on the path that you were meant to. Yeah, be he'll on. he'll throw a million signs. It's just up to you to count. And he'll throw you signs. He'll throw you opportunities in life to what you're really meant to do and what whatever path you're supposed to go on that he had intended you. He'll set you right back on the right path as long as you have faith. That's what the Bible preaches a lot. Um, but it's just it's up to you to make those decisions. He knows what you're going to choose in the end because, like I said, he's outside of time. But he leaves that up to you. Mm-hmm. He let he lets you play it out for yourself. He doesn't control you. That's his biggest. That's how loving he is. Is he lets you make your own decisions. So you obviously were not always super religious. No, and I mean I, I, I mean you can call me religious now. I feel like it's more just of a general generalization. Mm-hmm. Like you know how some people say all cops are racist or all cops are bad. Yeah. Like all Christians are religious. I wouldn't necessarily call myself religious. I just truly believe in a relationship with Christ. Okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we could get into that, the, ver- the difference between religion and um, what people would call spiritual. Yeah. I think religion, if you're religious, if you believe in a higher power greater than yourself, I think that is basically the stem of all religions. Like, mm-hmm. even if you go to Buddhism, who don't have, like, Buddha's like their prophet, kind of, but they don't have, like, a god. Nirvana is heaven, and, like, you're, you ascend to something greater than you, yeah. which is religion. You, and then so, reincarnation and things like that. Yeah. But, um, so there, there's a whole different thing. We can get into that. But I think that most – like I would call myself religious because I'm not necessarily – we can get into this too. I'm not necessarily sure that everything in the Bible is factual, but I know that everything in the Bible has meaning mm-hmm. on how to live your life and everything like that. Like there's stories – because the crazy thing about humans is the, the fact that we have this ability to tell stories. Yeah. And we've always been able to tell stories and that's how people – that's how we've learned and that's how we've grown. And basically like Christianity, which is crazy, is like basically the accumulation of like a bunch of stories all over time that created like this hyper reality. Well, the reason I'm, I mean, so I, the reason I believe that the Bible is the true and Aaron word of God is one, because I have faith, which is the evidence mm-hmm. of the things unseen. Um, I can speak through my testimony. There's a million Christians who can speak through their testimony. And there's, there's also other people who can give testimonies for their religion, but that's a different, we're not going to go on that topic. Um, I really, like I said, it is evidence of the things unseen. So to an extent, we can, we can get into prophetical talks and like prophetical things throughout history that, that the Bible have, have proven to be true. And then, like you said, we can get into how how long the Bible was, like how many different authors and how long um, a stretch of time that the Bible took to be written and how it only became prevalent in the early like time after Christ or how the Gregorian calendar, however you want to call it. But um, like I said... Uh, you're good. Yeah, we got. We're gonna have to edit that. Well, <laughs> it's just a free, free flowing conversation. Like, I know, I no one's expecting. No one's expecting you to remember everything. But um, what, what was the original thing we were talking about? We were just talking about the different, basically the difference between religion and oh, um, spiritual, and then that was a religion the, relationship. Probably, and then yeah. you said you didn't uh, necessarily believe the whole the Bible to be the true and error word of God. Like you think it could be flawed? Yeah, just because. Well, my own personal. Um, understatement is that anything written by not the hands of God himself is flawed. I understand that. Um, I do believe in the Holy Spirit and I do believe God can work in through us because like, Mm -hmm. obviously if you believe in the Trinity, the father, the son, the Holy spirit, the Holy spirit is what is indwelled within all of us. And that's what, that's where spiritual people and Christians kind of break off is because they believe they are all God experiencing a human body. Mm -hmm. But I believe that the spirit of God dwells within us and teaches us how to discern um, right from wrong. Cause, I don't think we're all God. That's literally ridiculous. But um, 
I'm not trying to disrespect anybody if that's what you believe in, but to to assume yourself as God means everything and everyone's reality is individual. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can get into the talks about multiverse. But I genuinely don't believe your thoughts and your um, whatever you attract necessarily uh, manifestation. Yeah. Controls the entire universe around mm-hmm. you. I don't believe in that because I, like I said, it puts you in your own little reality and puts you at the center of the universe. It doesn't mm-hmm. even make logical sense. Um, but again, back to the Bible's um, inerrancy or yeah. inerrancy, whatever you want to call it. Um, there it's, you can, like I said, there's different authors over different millenniums of time, literally thousands of years. Like the mm-hmm. Old Testament um, scriptures and scrolls are dated back, like carbon dated back through the Red Dead Sea Scrolls to thousands and thousands of years ago. The New Testament is all written in first AD, like the first century AD, mm-hmm. second century AD. <clears throat> so it's actually all first century AD, like just late first century. And read that. And the cross, the amount of cross references in the Bible is over three hundred thousand. I think it's like three hundred forty thousand, or maybe two hundred forty thousand to be exact. Mm-hmm. Cross references between the Old and the New Testament of authors who have never met each other. And obviously, you can say, but just if you actually read it yourself, and mm-hmm. personally, I have a study Bible that has all the cross references marked for me, so it makes it a little bit easier. But well, that's cool. Yeah, it's it just doesn't even make sense how a human can make something so perfect. It really doesn't. And then if you look in the covenant, the old covenant and the new covenant and the way that it just correlates and makes so much sense, it's, mm-hmm. it, I can't even possibly get myself to logically deny it anymore. I just can't. Yeah, I cannot deny that. I've never been able to. I've always been. Oh, where is it at? There used to be a cross hanging up somewhere. Um, right there. No, there was another one that I was oh. thinking of. Oh, but yeah. It used to be right there. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I... This had a cross on it. I don't know where. I think it's in my house in Oregon. Yeah. But um, I could, I could never deny it. Yeah. The cool thing, the weird, the wild thing about the Bible is what you said, like the cross references and everything. Over and 300 plus yeah. thousand, bro. And like you can read it so different ways and it makes sense. And um, and so that's why I mean when I say that it's like accumulated over time stories. Because like there is something that is higher than us on the in this world that is t- teaching mm-hmm. us and like telling us things. And there's a, there's a, I, I say this a lot. There's a collective soul of the city. So when me and you both die eventually, whether it be 80 years, 10 years, whatever, um, the city that we live in, whether it be Forest Grove in Oregon where I'm like, or Henderson right here, yeah. will exist on past us, you mm-hmm. know? And so um, that, that soul that lives on through life itself of humans exists outside of all humans. Okay. Yeah. And so the cool thing about the Bible and like stories like that is that they have existed through longer time than any humans existed. Yeah. It's the oldest book ever standing. Yeah. And so, and it's the most banned book. Fun fact. That's wild. I did not know that China, obviously though. Um, they're actually just changing the word to fit their own narrative completely. And if you, and if you look, um, at some things that have happened in China, since they've announced that they were going to do that and started burning down the church, they're getting, um, like the wrath of God is pouring out over their city. They have, they've yeah. had thousands of rice fields go dead because of uh, flooding. They've had like literal lightning storms with yellow lightning in the sky, knocking out power grids. It's crazy. It's crazy. But that's just different. different Another topic. topic. Digression. Yeah. Um, so back to what you said about clout. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and like how you said people are chasing that more than anything right now, like kids. Um, have you seen the movie Spree on Hulu? No, I have not. Oh man, bro. You got to watch it. Spoiler alert. Everyone, spoiler alert. Um, 
Not too well, well, badly. If I'm going to watch it. I don't want to. Well, I'm not going to spoil it bad. I'm just just gonna, give me the plot. Yeah. Plot yeah. Line. Basically, it's this guy. Do you have you seen Stranger Things? Yeah, of course. So the 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 One brother, not the brother, the the dude that's dating the dude's sister, like the the pretty boy with long hair. Yeah. Um, he's the main character, and basically he he drives. He's like an Uber driver. Um, but he's like he's obsessed with going viral, like obsessed. Ooh. And so the thing is, he starts live streaming him killing his passengers and it just and just to go viral and it like shows what happens when you give a psychopath the need for to be viral and it's honestly so good it's filmed like through it's like it's like filmed through like instagram live and things like that and like just like the way the way like it's filmed and everything it may it it like really shows you what could happen with these kids today you should watch it everyone out there watch it i'm out i don't know if i could watch it just because personally honestly it's it's actually super weird I'm going to get a little story time real quick. Ever since I've had, like, my revelation I've given my life to Christ, like, even looking at, like, evil and dark things, it gives, it makes my stomach turn. I don't know how to, I don't, I really don't know how to explain it. The way the Bible explains it, it's like you become a new creation. You're literally born again. You now have the spirit of Christ within you, and it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how the Bible would explain it. But for me, it it literally was just, it's literally like a change of personality to an extent, and a new, just a new perspective. It's actually kind of crazy. My pastor um, at Central, Nick Bodan, he actually just gave a whole sermon about how to, getting a new perspective on things, and that's truly what happened after my revelation. It's just like I can't look at like gory, like evil things anymore. It just makes my stomach turn in a different way. It's not like that I get scared. It just like it isn't something I want to f- like fill my eyes with. Like just um, I forget what verse it is in the Bible, but it says like to cover your eyes. And shield your eyes from the ways of darkness. I'm trying to find the verse real quick. Yeah, don't worry. The one thing I hate about recording on this, like live, is that I don't know how long we've been going. Yeah. Usually there's a timestamp on there. Um, it's a, it's Matthew six twenty two to um six twenty two through twenty three says the eye is the lamp of the body so if your eye is healthy your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is bad your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light is in you in you is darkness how great is that darkness and so um obviously you know Jesus used to speak in parables and the, what he's saying is literally like if you're watching evil if if you can get a rush and enjoy watching evil things mm-hmm. like that it, there is somewhat of a like. For dark humor, for example, a lot of people find that super funny. Like a lot of people find like pain yeah. and just like their trauma hilarious. And um, that's I feel like that that's like a number one sign you can tell that someone's still hurting from something is because that's the way that they cope with it. It's not necessarily yeah. a coping, a healthy coping mechanism. There's what a way a psychologist or a therapist would explain mm-hmm. it to you. But from my my standpoint, it's more so it's just like le- a legit darkness is the best way you can use use a, as a metaphor. Just literally. You know what's crazy? I um I would just had on a guy who was talking about films and he said his favorite type of genre is dark comedy. And then this other guy who has a horror film podcast. Oh my and he reviews horror films and he was talking about the rush he gets when he watches like yeah. fear. So it's crazy that now I'm having you on, you're the entire opposite side of the spectrum. I mean it's it's it really is a crazy thing because it's that's the the way that, that verse puts it, you know, uh, uh the book of Ephesians says that the Bible is a two-edged sword. You can literally take any verse from the Bible and 
kind of relate it to somebody or someone you know mm-hmm. in some type of way it's like how great is that darkness within them like how much of a brush do they genuinely get like they could have some some fetishes we don't know about i mean i'm not assuming i'm not calling them out personally but it's like with anybody anyone who like if you you watch criminal minds you watch criminal minds? i've watched episodes but i've never watched it fully through yeah but um what's his name the like the profiler on that show he explains it perfectly like through psychology it's actually kind of an informative show at mm-hmm. the same time informed he talks watch, watch hitting the table though because yeah. then it makes the mic yeah. shake no you're good but he talks about like psychology a lot you can get some pretty yeah. solid info from him on there it's it's true like they st- like the way like people like that start off is just like getting rushes from things like that and it's mm-hmm. obviously um darkness or evil whatever you want to call it only has as much power over you as you let it so so what i want to ask you now is um the nature of evil so i've asked a couple people this cuz it fascinates me um do you think that the nature of evil comes from the, I mean, I'm guessing you're going to think the devil, but like, so people who are in, intrinsically evil, like someone like Hitler, does that come from the trauma or were they destined to be evil their entire lives? Um, that, that is honestly, that is a great question. And I feel like this is something that is a big, a topic of debate between Calvinists and the rest of Christianity. So Calvinists. Yeah. Calvinism, they basically believe that everything that happened was predestined before time. I mean, obviously to an extent, if you think about God's sovereignty, it really can be, but it kind of eliminates the, like how we were talking about earlier, the whole aspect of free will, Mm -hmm. like the ability to choose. It basically says that it was all written like way before, which um, I don't think that the future is ever like completely written. He knows what's going to happen, which is, it's kind of like a oxymoron. If you think about Mm -hmm. it, that's the right word. Like he knows what's going to happen, but he gives you the ability to choose. It's not like he read it up before. It's kind of hard to understand, but, um, Calvinists, they completely believe predestination, which means like, like you were saying, like people, like people, some people's hearts are just naturally hardened. Like it was supposed to happen for them. Um, whether the way that, I mean, this is kind of like a gross, like, over Damien, but I guess that they knew like people were made to be able to test the minds of believers, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like to test your heart to make it harder, like your route to heaven in a way is like with more tests and trials, which is I don't believe is right. But that's what, how Calvinists look at it. They literally believe that you were evil from the start. It, re- <laughs> it reminds me of uh, um, determinism. In philosophy, it's like everything's determined. Everything because mm-hmm. there is a cause, there is an effect. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Yeah, bit. yeah, and so everything has a cause. That, that everything that has a cause has an effect. That trickles down. It's like the chicken in the egg. And if you watch like time travel movies and stuff, like one little tiny like, I could flick the laptop and not have done that in a different reality, and the whole timeline be different. Like Endgame. <laughs> so are you an anti-vaxer? Um, that's actually a crazy question. Um, I I. Wouldn't say I necessarily trust the government. And crazy question, actually. Bill Gates. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Let's talk about them. Um, I do believe they're inherently evil, and they're actually literally Satanists who do blood sacrifices and have not. I mean, Bill Gates is literally caught on camera talking about how pop, like depopulating the earth is the only way that we're going to become better, like, when in regards to climate change and healthcare as a whole, like in people being healthy, we'd have to literally depopulate the earth. Um, but if you look into it, you can't look it up on Google cause it's not even like possible there. We can get into elitism and how they control that. Cause it's a really small group of people who control everything that we see, everything that 
isn't on our phones and it's very biased. Like the left and the right is an actual algorithm within our phones. Like you see it, it's um, politically personified. I would say like, it's like a political topic, but our phones actually have a left and right algorithm in a middle ground that some people will never be able to return to just because they're, they're biased and the things that they like retweet view on YouTube, yeah, like their definitely. search history, it's completely in control and they put in front of you exactly what they want you to. And I do believe Bill and Melinda Gates are a part of that conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. And like I said, you can use a different um, web browser, not Google, where it's um, private searches. And you can find out that he literally gave 20,000 people in India um, polio with the polio vaccine that ended up coming out and carrying a bunch of Americans with polio. But he just basically tests his um, his vaccines on third world countries and um, infertilizes women makes it to where they can't have kids, um, gives them actual diseases that eventually kill them. And then you can, I don't necessarily believe in the whole autism thing. I do believe it's definitely a possibility, but like I said, I just don't know how I, I've never felt good about things going into my body, like Mm -hmm. with through IV or just medicine in general. I've always had like a weird feeling since I was a little kid, but I can give you a solid standpoint of where I am on that. It's kind of just I got a bad feeling, you know. So Bobo told me this crazy story. If you Let's guys hear, haven't yeah. hear, if you guys haven't heard it, go check it out. It's on my um, YouTube channel. But he was telling me that he took the vaccine that you have to take before you go into third grade, mm-hmm. and I thought it was tetanus, but it's something else. And he like yeah, couldn't walk, and like he was gonna die from it. And like he, um, if he had, if like something didn't happen, butchering his story. Sorry, Bobo, but like if he. Like he like couldn't walk and they took him to the hospital and like if you would have just like slept this off, like he would have died. And so now he's like, like now that he's like fully against vaccines, but he's like, dude, they like yeah. So, so he's was, fully against them? I can't remember if he said he was fully against them, but he definitely was talking about the COVID vaccine. He was like, I I don't trust it. it. I wouldn't take it. You don't know the side Personally. effects. We don't know the side it's effects. It's not even just them. that. It takes ten years to develop any vaccine in history. There has never been a vaccine developed in under a year, and we did it in nine months. And to completely fully trust that, you have to be literally brainwashed. They're literally testing you to see how brainwashed they actually have you, and a bunch of you are gonna fall for that. I mean, I'm sorry to like personally attack, like if that yeah. hurts your feelings, but it's like you, there's no way you can possibly trust something like that. I think vaccines have their purpose. I think that we should be getting vaccinated for uh, the things we get vaccinated when we're a baby. Yeah, you should have tetanus because if you get scraped by I a dusty nail, yeah, like like you don't want to die from that. Rabies, you should have that. Mm-hmm. If you get bit by an animal, you don't want to die from that. Um, the COVID one does kind of trip me out though, just because of the sheer fact that it's so quick and we don't know the long term effects. What if everyone just drops dead in ten years because they took it? Bro, I, I mean, not even just that. I mean, this is a whole different topic. It just sparked a thought. I was thinking the same thing with vapes back in the day. Like, oh, bro, shit, what if everyone's dude. lungs just start collapsing in five, six years, bro? Because we all started vaping in the last six, seven years, you know? Like, People still vape. Like, I do, too. Like, I don't. Every I, once I, in I a got while. off of them. Bro. I, freshman year of college, I remember the day. Um, winter term. It was like this time. So this is my – I've been d- done three years now. Um, I was like, I'm done. And Dan was like, yeah, okay. And I never went again. Well, bro, that's crazy because I've had my point. I had like a cool like nine-month run, you know what I'm saying, where yeah. I didn't touch anything at all. And then just being at work, especially since I moved to night shifts lately, all, yeah. of, all of the homies, like right. um, my night shifts crew is more, uh, they got more, uh, I'd say people my age, so more mm-hmm. people I can relate with. The day crew is just like a bunch of old, grown people, like, you know. Yeah. And I just started hitting their vapes again, and now it's just like I want it. When I get there, it just happens, right? But... 
I would say it's something I could definitely stop doing. I just watched this thing, this podcast that was saying that um, nicotine though is like it enhance, it like creates plasticity in your brain. Like it is good for you in small doses. Um, like the people like some of the smartest people chew nicotine gum. Um, just like CBDs are good for you in small yeah. doses and. Um, yeah, I take uh, little capsules, CBD yeah. capsules. For CBD my is really good for you. We literally have. Um, I found this out not so long ago. We literally have cannabinoid receptors, yeah. like evolutionary, like in it's place a in plant, our brain, bro. It's yeah. literally a plant, yeah. and we're like tripping about it, dude. This is what pisses me off. Even about- the Bible talks about that. God planted all herbs on the earth too. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is what pisses me off about mushrooms and and um like cannabis it's been they've been used in like ayahuasca and like the amazon they've been using so many tribes for so long and now it's like demonized yeah and not only is it demonized like because it, it does take you to another realm and yeah. some crazy shit and you know maybe some people say like there's a lot like some of the most spiritual people are people who are smoke a lot of weed or they yeah. do psychedelics and they're like i'm in tune with the world i love god I, I love the, the and they call it like not they don't necessarily call it god but they call it like the spiritual realm and stuff and and now it's like I'd say you see Bud Light and Coors Light on everything. But like if anybody – if like now it's becoming better. You see dispensaries and stuff like that. But if before you were just in like smoke a blunt, it was yeah. only – you would think it's a rap song or Snoop Dogg or yeah. something. And but not even that. No. Like just alcoholism is not demonizing. It literally – alcoholism literally kills hundreds of thousands of people a year. Yeah. And weed kills no one. Like these drugs uh, – I mean in regards to ayahuasca and – shrimps anyway they don't really necessarily kill people you can end up killing yourself from a bad trip or something but yeah. they don't kill people directly from yeah. an overdose but my personal view on that um i just believe what the bible says and to be sober-minded so i feel like anything intoxicating there could be some um because it also talks about demonic wisdom and heavenly wisdom and i feel like you're way more open to deception when you're in those states because it's not some something your physical body belongs in yeah like i um like when i try to refute uh new age people who believe in manifestation like they're the center of the universe they can control their own reality and they can manifest a whole new reality if they want to one of my biggest like refutations of that is like because they take psychedelics it's like how um and they talk about low vibrational and high vibrational frequencies Mm -hmm. and um like um people who can see the dead and stuff like that they trust a lot of what they say and and they believe that the light um the higher vibrational frequency the the lighter the spirit is or like the lower vibrational frequency, the more negative, the more like toxic it is. But the way that I see that, it's just more so as, um, there, as, as we have different strengths as humans, like, you know, you're built, I'm scrawny. For an example, I feel like spirits can actually have higher strength or higher influence or be weaker in a sense. Like they don't have as much power as a different spirit. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause but I, also, Work out. Everyone should be working out right now. Indeed. During COVID, you work out and you exercise and you take care of your body, you die less and during COVID. And you're Let's, healthier. And no one's pushing that and so except for like people like Joe Rogan and stuff. So like work out, stay fit, don't eat McDonald's every day, and don't drink every day. Facts. Don't even smoke every day. No, neither. Moderation. Everything in moderation, including moderation. Big facts. But as we, as we were talking about, we were, so we were talking about, no, it's, it's cool. Just a great little ad run, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Exercise. <laughs> Exercise. Very thoughtful of you. But um, as I was saying, like, um, I do believe that our souls, like, because, you know, people say that they feel like that their family is, like, watching over them. Well, I do believe that could be possible mm-hmm. in, like, a different, like, in a heavenly place. I don't believe that they are on this earth. I feel like that their souls are resting and waiting for the return of Christ, which it talks about in Thessalonians. Um, 
that's where the term rest in peace comes from is because your soul is at rest. Yeah, I just learned this from my girlfriend's friend who's Jehovah's Witness sent mm-hmm. this video for for that um, to because she was like sent – someone passed away and she sent that and it was like – like they're – resting yeah they're literally resting and so that's why when you go to a psychic and they're like oh i'm talking to your to your aunt or they want to say this to you they want to have this message for you that's actually not Mm -hmm. your aunt and the bible also says that the devil masquerades as an angel of light and that is true also for his servants um it can literally like they just want to manipulate you to knock you off the path that god has set before you and it's really not that hard because if you're spending your whole life chasing money more than you are chasing god you're already committing idolatry which is and inevitably sinful and not to get like deep, but you can't go to hell for it. Yeah. So I will refute you on this <clears throat> because we're both, but we're basically the same thing. I don't think that we will, we return in our bodies when we, when like, so when the day of judgment comes. We get a new body. Yes, but I don't think. A spiritual think, body. So I, I wouldn't say that I believe that we're, that we're like uh, resting. I would think that when we, Pat, when we go on that, not that this is a stopping place for us to grow, but this is like we were meant to be here. That's why we're here, and God put us here, and God loves us, and that when we die, we will be reunited with him as long as we live through him. So that's like an inherently like, like yeah. generalized Christian. Okay, well, yeah. the That's just perfect, honestly, because um, let me like kind of further yeah. like explain myself because as we were talking about earlier, um, how I was saying God is outside of space-time, and so, so is heaven. Heaven is outside of our physical um, perspective of space and time. I feel like when we die, everyone we've known, have known, or will know, we will meet at the day of judgment. We will see them at the day of judgment. The day that we die, all that happens. Time does not, it's not the same. So when we die, we go to heaven. But mm. to our our perspective on earth, the souls are resting and they're waiting for the return of Christ because oh. a, day, a day in heaven for the Lord is like a thousand years here on earth. Okay, so that makes sense. So you believe that? When we die, we've, we're there. Yeah. Well, we don't they, – they, they don't – but they're not. But yeah. But you feel like you are. It's just a, a whole – like you just got to think about time relativity. So like the way that they yeah. say a, a day here can be a thousand years on Mars. They say that in, NASA, in um, at NASA and, and space science mm-hmm. and whatever you want to call it. The way that the Bible says that a, a day for the Lord is like a thousand years here on earth. And that's because he is in heaven. He's outside of space and time. He snapped everything into existence. Yeah. And you can get into science. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang, yeah. Yeah. And he snapped everything into existence. And so he's outside of that. He came down here as as flesh and as a man in the flesh, and he died for our sins and rose from the dead and went up to, back to heaven to be with the Father. And the Spirit has now been sent and dwells with all of us on earth. But like I said, so when you die, you go to heaven. Everyone you've ever met, have met, or will met, like in this current or have will meet. Yeah, will but meet. But only the good souls in your in your eyes. No, correct? you'll see them. I feel like we'll see everyone. Um, at the throne of judgment. We'll see everybody getting judged. So you believe there's like a judgment throne? I, I 100% believe that. Do you think that the judgment throne... Because... So I'm having a trouble... I have trouble believing that there is a fire pit that we that bad souls go to. But I do believe that there could be a place where you don't get to go to heaven if like, and you just cease to exist. There's a, there's a big um, debate between Christians because... We call them annihilationists, or I think I said that right. And annihilation, they just believe in annihilation. They believe in the second death and like you, you completely die, which the Bible does talk about in Revelation. It is considered the second death, but the amount of other times it says throughout scripture that it's eternal suffering. So it's just like, I feel like it's the way that um, you interpret it. So, um, I mean, obviously there is going to, 
since I do believe that it is the inerrant word of God, there's going to be one solid interpretation, one factual way of proving it. But a lot, I do believe a lot of things are left out to mystery and that we aren't meant to find out. But it could be internal suffering, like, or we couldn't have a second death. It's just, it's hard to explain, but I do believe in hell. I do believe mm-hmm. in punishment. I do believe in consequence for our actions because there is reward too. And how we were talking about with determinism, everything has cause and effect. I do believe every action has a consequence. Yeah. Time's weird. I don't like time. Relativity, time. yeah. Well, it's just like, you look at a mountain and you're driving, it's just like, you just feel so insignificant. Or you like look up to the sky and you're just like, that's and that's what's crazy, bro. Just about about God and, and and there's I feel like that there's literally no way you can be atheist. Like, well, there's ways. Dude. There's I know there's ways, but at, it just gets to a point. Like, obviously, I'm not the best like person at debate, but somebody mm-hmm. who's super educated on space science and in theology as a whole, if you like super educated in it, if you try if an atheist try to debate them, there's gonna be a dead end because yeah. there's no way you can explain it, even if you believe in a all ever expanding universe and like just never ending where did that come from no dude i know it's i was talking to mike cogshaw a lawyer uh chris's brother-in-law he's married to his sister um he we were talking about i was basically going on a rant about neil degrasse tyson because i hate the fact that he's just like if you show me a bearded man in the sky that i'll believe he's like that's not belief then guy that's not what faith is yeah. faith is believing without seeing yeah. hebrews 11 one yeah Hang on, i'm gonna quote that real quick no, you're good. It's evidence of the things not something before that. Faith is assurance of what. Faith is confidence of what we hope for, and assurance about the things we do not see. So evidence of the things unseen. Well, I think that's a good way to end it. I'm down for whatever. Thank you for being here, David. Yes, sir. Thanks for doing the first one in person. Yeah, this one is. It's been an honor. It was. Uh, it honestly worked. It worked. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to have you on again. If you ever come up to Oregon, you can do it in my shed. Yeah, I and told you I have free flights, so yeah. I can definitely come up and do it. Definitely. That. And then um, we could also do it on Zoom again. I always do it on Zoom. Yeah, it'd be dope to have like a like how Jake Paul does with like multiple people having yeah. conversations at the same time. That I'm All right. Thank you. All right, bro. Episode 43 with David Lee. I'm not even a rapper, but I'm rhyming. You know what I'm saying? It was a great episode. If you liked this episode, like, subscribe, download, share. Really share it to three of your friends. Check out my reels on Instagram and my TikToks. They're really dope. They're really small snippets of the episode. Follow me on my social media. I call them demands. And as always, stay demanding.